To today's episode of Base Sports Talk with Rob, I am your host, Robert Hunter. On today's episode, we are going to be talking strictly about the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I've got a few little notes and observations regarding the Super Bowl. I won't get too much into it just because it's been talked about everywhere by everybody the last few days since that devastating heartbreak so i won't get into it too much about the super bowl but unfortunately i do have to talk about it a little bit so let's just jump right into it there's a few things that i noticed right off the bat the offensive line was not playing good at all Um, some of the lowest graded pffs on the team were Aaron Banks at left guard at a 40.2 grade and Burford who he came in just did not play good either the huge just not paying attention letting Chris Jones get in there to get that disrupted unblocked play he graded out at a 52.9 just not good offensive line play Another big thing that I noticed was Drake Greenlaw's injury. When he was playing, they had him, from what I saw, covering Kelsey a lot of the time. And it just seemed like he was really disrupting Kelsey, had him very frustrated. Um, But once Greenlaw went out, Burks came in, stepped into coverage, and it was just downhill. Burks in coverage was targeted nine times. He allowed nine catches, gave up the touchdown. He had a passer rating when targeted of 134.7. He ended up grading out by PFF standards at 32.1, which is ranked at the very bottom of the team. And when you're going against such a great quarterback, a great coach like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you just can't let those opportunities get taken advantage. And that's what happened to him. Now, this isn't a a bash or, you know, a belittlement of Brooks because overall for the season, when asked to step in for injuries or just, you know, in general to step in, he's played decently. You know, he hasn't been the greatest, but he hasn't been the worst. Um, So overall, like I'm not, you know, I'm not blaming the game on him, but I feel like that Greenlaw injury really just demoralized our defense. And that's when it kind of started going downhill a little bit. Now, they still made some big plays. They still, you know, overall played good. But I think that just was a big killer of us. And then with the, the muffed punt, that was another thing that ended up leading to the touchdown. By Mahomes against Burks, but overall that was that was huge. Um, the fact that the ball bounced and hit Daryl Luter's foot, you know, McLeod tried to get on it, but it just there was enough time. It was things were happening too fast. You know, I don't fully blame that on Ray Ray. Uh, maybe there could have been better communication. You know, I, I'm not really sure who was at fault there. I just know that was killer too, because that was after. The Greenlaw injury so it just was a little bit of a downward spiral uh, when it came to that and it just we I don't think we fully recovered from that now don't get me wrong we had opportunities to close this game away 
we could have done it. But overall, there was just way too many missed opportunities on the offense. You had Kittle doing nothing, receiving wise. You just didn't have a great game by Ayuk as far as getting the ball. Now, I don't know if that was on Purdy or the coaching or what really happened in that aspect. Um, Just the offense didn't have a great game. But again, I, I boil it down to the offensive line. Besides Trent Williams, nobody was doing anything. And then even Trent Williams had a couple flags and, you know, that kind of threw off the rhythm. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm still trying to process it. I thought for sure we were going to win. Um, it looked so good. You know, I'm not going to blame Kyle. I'm not going to blame the coaches. You know, I just think overall there was too many missed opportunities, too many little things happening, too many mental mistakes. Um, I think they'll be back next year. Well, I do. I think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, nobody really knows, but I'm a realistic fan. I'm a diehard fan, but I'm realistic. And I think we have a chance. It really just depends on how this offseason. And now, speaking of the offseason, there's quite a bit of free agents coming up for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I'll address some of them. Some of them I think we should bring back. Some of them I think we should let go. A couple of them, it really depends on the contracts. Um, The big ones that stand out right now that we have uh, is Randy Gregory, Chase Young, Sam Darnold, Javon Kinlaw, Tashawn Gibson, Oren Brooks, Kellen Farrell, John Feliciano, which I think those two names I just mispronounced, but I could be right. Kevin Givens, Ray Ray McLeod, Flanagan Fowles, Ross Dwelly, Chris Conley, Logan Ryan, Matt Pryor, Jawan Jennings, just to name a few. There's a few other ones, but I mean, they're not really worth the time. Uh, There is Charlie Warner, who's been a good blocking tight end, but he's not a threat at all. Um, As far as this list goes, there's a few names that stand out that I think that we should not even entertain. Um, And that's Tashawn Gibson. He's been great for us. He's played hard. He's made big plays. You know, he's kind of had a career resurgence for us. But I just, I don't know. I think it's time for J.R. Brown. He's played really well. We got Hufanga coming back. I think Brown should be our free safety. And Hufanga should be the strong safety. And they should be the two starting safeties. If we bring Gibson back, I think it's strictly as a depth and a mentor position. I think Jair Brown has proven himself and should be given the opportunities to step in and take over that role as starting free safety. Now, one of the big free agents that we have coming up is Chase Young. Now, I've been reading a lot of stuff that, you know, he's got very high pressure rates and hurries. And, you know, in the Super Bowl, he played great. He, he played really well. He really showed out. You know, he really put effort into it. And that was a big talking point going into the Super Bowl that he wasn't giving it at his all. Um, and he showed out. He did He did play really well in the Super Bowl. But the contract that he's going to be seeking at not even 25 years old going into free agency, he's going to want way too much money. He's going to want at least 16 to 17 million annually. 
and you figure most edge rushers look for that four or five year option and for me with his production and just lack of effort that he showed at times I just don't think the value is there um, somebody who I would prefer to have is Randy Gregory and I'd also bring back Farrell I think between the both of them they can match Chase Young's pressures and sack totals um, for more than half of the value of the contract annually. I think Randy Gregory fit in great, as did Farrell. And I just, I, I like the both. They both are high motor. Uh, Randy Gregory showed out big time when given opportunities in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And I think Farrell can step back in from his injury, do another one-year prove-it deal, um, possibly even a bigger two-year deal. But I can see him coming in. He fit in really well. He was playing well all season. I'd really like to bring him back. Um, now with him, I don't know if another team's going to offer him more just based on what everybody has seen him do throughout the year with his you know, given reps and how well he played. I hope that we can bring him back. I think he'd be huge for us. Now, one name that I'm really iffy on and I think it mainly comes down to the contract. Javon Kinlaw. Now, if you would have asked me before the season, nah, trade him, get rid of him, cut him, you know, get anything we can, a seventh rounder, you know, two years from now, it did not matter. He just could not stay healthy. He just could not play based on what I was seeing. Now, this year, I think he proved me wrong. I think backing up Hargrave and Armstead, you know, having him be that, you know, third defensive tackle um, in the rotation, I think kept him more healthy, kept him ready to go. And I see potential. I, I think another year um, coming in, I think it, he could do well um, if he stays healthy. But again, it really depends on the cost. I'm not looking to do very much with him. It's got to be something, a minimum prove-it deal that he can stay healthy for another full year and continue to develop um, because you have Har Hargrave and Armstead in front of him, and I'd much rather have them playing. Um, they didn't necessarily have fantastic years either, but I think they have the potential um, to get a lot better next year. I think they both kind of had what they would call themselves and the team and the fans would say down years, um, living up to their contracts. Um, Armstead was a beast in the run defense and when he missed time, it showed. Um, so hopefully he can come back next year and be fully healthy. Uh, one another person that I'm, I think I'm gonna let walk is Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, when he first got signed, I thought he'd be a huge kick and punt returner and, you know, a receiver that could take the defense over the top, and he just wasn't that. Um, I'm okay with if they bring him back on a, you know, minimum deal or something like that, but with him only being 27, going into free agency, I think another team will offer him a little bit more money than I'd be willing to pay him. Um, I mean, I'm not the owner. I'm not the GM. I'm not John Lynch, you know, nothing like that. But just looking at the statistics and the things that he brought, I mean, he showed flashes in the you know receiving game. But overall, I just wasn't too impressed. Um, on that note, if we're talking receivers, I definitely would bring back Chris Conley. I feel like the little reps that he got, 
he did great. He ran really crisp routes, got open, and I just I see potential with him and Purdy doing good things as a fourth potential third receiver if the big if we can't bring back Jawan Jennings, who I think is one of our top free agents going into this offseason. Um, I, he showed out big time constantly all year as being that third receiver and sometimes even that first option. Um, I think that he played outstanding. Luckily, he is a restricted free agent, which means that another team can offer him a contract and will have the ability to match it. Now, with matching it, I don't know. And honestly, I can't really even begin to guess what another team sees him as. Um, other teams have seen the same thing we have, you know, his key third down catches all year, his ability to just get open, um, you know, and be a somewhat of a Debo light in a way. Um, so I don't know at that note. Um, I hope that we can bring him back, but I don't know what another team is going to offer him. Um, you know, if, if it's anything more than six or seven million a year, I don't know if we can really afford it. With Ayuk's contract coming up, you know, Purdy's contract coming up in a few years, and, you know, we're gonna have other deals that are having to get done, and having that third receiver get a high annual salary, I don't think is just gonna work for us. Now, on that note though, I do think he should be one of our top priority free agents to re sign. Now, when it comes to offensive line, which I feel is our biggest weakness, other than Trent Williams, uh, Brindle at center played okay. Um, I, I feel like we can upgrade this center, but then at the same time, there's really not too many options out there price-wise. Um, I do think that we should draft somebody for the future at center. Um, probably have Brendel play one more year, finish out his contract, and groom somebody new to come in in the draft. As far as left guard and Aaron Banks, I feel like he did play pretty well. The playoffs, not so much. Super Bowl, not so much. But overall, through the whole season, you know, he, he played pretty good for us. Um, but as far as the right guard and the right tackle, I'm not bringing any of them back. Burford, uh, his rookie year, I thought he would be good. He just had that, you know, dog mentality, and it just seemed like he had so much potential. I don't know what happened. He did not play that good this year. Uh, John Feliciano came in as a depth feast, and I felt that he played pretty well. But again, I don't know if bringing him back is the right option after all of the Twitter and all of the nonsense stuff that I was reading and seeing online with him, I just don't think it's a good idea. Um, now, again, if we're talking about a rotational piece coming back in at his age of 32, you know, I wouldn't be mad at it. But overall, I'm looking to upgrade that right side. But I don't know if that's going to come through the draft or free agency. There's really not too many free agents as far as right guards and right tackles that are going to be able to work for us just based on the salary where our cap is and moving forward um, they're just going to demand a little too much i think we have to use our higher draft picks this year to get somebody in to get an interior guard get another tackle i don't know how long trent williams is going to be here either 
So I think we need a high draft pick of a tackle, have him get groomed by Trent Williams, learn from Trent Williams, you know, and start right tackle first. And then eventually once Trent retires, have someone come into the left side who learned from him. Another big need that I think we need is another tight end. We need somebody else besides Kittle at tight end. Now Kittle has been an amazing blocker. Uh, We know what kind of catcher he is and how he plays, but he also misses games. And that's undeniable. As much as we love him and you know everything that comes with him, we need another tight end. I'm not sure based on just looking at the free agency who we could really afford. Now, the one name that I am kind of thinking of now, I don't know, I can't really pinpoint why I'm fascinated with him as a second tight end, but I think he can have a real career resurgence with us, and that's Austin Hooper. Ever since he left Atlanta, he's just kind of fell off the wagon. He's bounced around from Cleveland to Tennessee, the Raiders. He just wasn't what he should have been coming from Atlanta. He played under Kyle Shanahan. He knows that system. And I think as a second tight end, I think he could do wonders for us. Now, he isn't the best blocking tight end. But again, we have Kittle for the runs. I'd also bring back Charlie Wardner on like a one-year deal for a minimum as a blocking tight end, bring him back. Ross Dwelly, he's got to go. But yeah, I'd bring in Austin Hooper. I think that, you know, he's a big, strong tight end as a second tight end behind Kittle to catch. um, I think think he played really good for us. You know, I, I would really like to have him in here. Now, unfortunately, a big need that also needs to be addressed is linebacker. Unfortunately, with Greenlaw's injury, um, from everything that I'm seeing and hearing and reading online, he's probably going to be out for the entire year. Um, He tore his Achilles during the Super Bowl. So we're going to need another linebacker. Um, Burks is a free agent. I don't think we bring him back. Fools, I can see us bringing him back, but he's more of a special teams player. Um, There's three names that I look at for free agency as a linebacker. And the first one that kind of pops into my mind is Levante David from Tampa Bay. Now, he's made his money. He's been around a long time. He's getting up there in age. But overall, I think he could be a big help playing alongside Fred Warner. He's pretty good in coverage, like Warner, um, and he's constantly flying around the field. Um, Another name that I'm thinking, a little bit of a reunion, and I would say bring back Alshair. He was an absolute stud for the Titans. Um, He was for us, too, before he left. We just couldn't afford to bring him back with the emergence of Greenlaw playing so well um, I just I think that he it was missed on our defense I think bringing him back but again he is one of those that I don't think we're going to be able to afford I think the way he played for us and Tennessee I think another team's going to just blow him out of the water with a contract we're not going to be able to afford him now if the price is right and it's a good deal I would love to have him back Um, And then I think Levante, David, and him with Fred Warner as the three linebackers, I think would just absolutely solidify our linebackers. 
Um, Greenlaw, again, probably going to miss the whole year. So we're going to need to replace him somehow. Now, obviously, it's going to be hard to replace him, but we're going to have to do something. I think that we should use one of our mid-round picks on a linebacker. Um, possibly, you know, maybe a fifth or sixth round, you know, maybe later on in the draft. Just something, um, some hard-nosed hitting linebacker, you know, like a Drake Greenlaw prototype to learn from Fred. Uh, I think Levante David, again, would be great for us coming in at his age, you know, ring chasing in a way, but I'm totally fine with that. Um, another low-key addition that I think would be good is David Mayo, linebacker from the Commanders. Um, I think he'd be good as like a third linebacker for us, um, you know, with Warner and Greenlaw and him. Well, not Greenlaw anymore because of the injury. Um, but just as that third linebacker, you know, depth piece, I think he would be good for us. So there's a lot of things that this team really has to look at and decide what they're going to do, what routes they want to go. You know, there's a lot of potential to get back to the playoffs and do really well, but it's going to be a rough offseason. There's a lot of people leaving this team, a lot of depth leaving this team, and the cap situation right now is not the greatest. Now, we do have the $38 million that's going to roll over from this year to next. We also have the salary caps going up a little bit. But with Ayuk's contract kind of up in the air, I think we should re-sign him. I mean, he has proven himself to be our number one option all year. Over 1,300 yards, made all the tough catches. He saved us in the Lions game. Now, a lot of people can say it was luck, but... He still made the catch. So another thing I kind of want to talk about that is a little confusing to me is there's a lot of 49er fans that I've been reading in all the forums and blogs and just everywhere online that really just hate Brock Purdy. I, I do not understand it. He's been one of the top quarterbacks all year and we're holding him in such high standards. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Um, that's just not who he is but he's played great he's brung us to a super bowl his first full season as a starter he only played seven games last year during the regular season and then in the playoffs he took us to the nfc championship game where he got hurt now is he the strongest armed quarterback no can he run like lamar jackson no but at the same time, he's an elite quarterback. You know, I don't think that we give him enough credit, enough flowers. I think we hold him too high of a standard. You know, I, this is only his second year in the league. He's still a kid. He's only going to get better. I just don't understand the, you know, game manager aspect to everything. He gets criticized for the weapons around him and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But... I've never heard a quarterback get belittled based on having weapons. Isn't that what a team is supposed to have around their quarterback? Like the team should always have weapons and they should always be bringing in all these people to elevate the quarterback's play. You know, I don't, I've never heard anybody crush Peyton Manning because, you know, he had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, and Edron James, and Marshall Falk. Kurt Warner had Isaac Bruce, Troy Holt, Marshall Falk. 
You know, a lot of great quarterbacks over the years have had phenomenal talent around them. And I don't think we belittle them as much as we do. I mean, it's insane. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, I mean, I could be wrong, but just looking at the stats, it just doesn't make sense to me. Now, I could be wrong. I'll admit that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But looking at everything, he is ranked as an elite quarterback. At the end of the day, isn't that what matters? Isn't that what's most important? That we have good, solid quarterback play? Now in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to say he performed his best. But I feel like the way the offensive line was playing, he constantly had a hand in his face. He was constantly under pressure. He was constantly forced out of the pocket. Did he miss some throws? Yes. Did he miss some people that were open? Yes. But at the same time, look at what he was given. I do, however, think that a big reason Brock Purdy gets a lot of hate is because where he was drafted. And because we drafted Trey Lance with the third overall pick, we gave up three first round picks for him. You know, he was supposed to be the face of the franchise, the quarterback of the 49ers for the next 10, 15 years. And it didn't work out. Now, there's a lot of reasons why it didn't. You know, there's all sorts of people saying it's the coaching, you know, he never got a fair shot, he couldn't read a defense, you know, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, we messed up that draft pick completely, 100%. I don't think that Trey Lance necessarily did get a fair shot, but with the injuries and Brock Purdy coming in and playing as well as he did, I think that that just completely threw a wrench into everything. Um, nobody knew Brock Purdy was going to be this good. If we did, we definitely wouldn't have drafted Trey Lance. We wouldn't have sent all those draft picks. Um, and it's going to be something that you know is going to live on in 49er history as you know awful draft picks. No fault necessarily to Trey Lance, but just overall the value of what we got and gave up to get and what we ended up with. Ah, actually, you know what? One person I haven't even mentioned this entire podcast is Jake Moody. What a confusing time for Jake Moody. He got crushed all year because of where he was drafted and how we spent such a high draft kick on a kicker, you know, that we should have brought in Robbie Gold. And I had faith in him all year. I know he'd be okay, that he'd play well. You know, he had his ups and downs during the season, yes. You know, did he miss a couple field goals that we probably could have won a game or two? Yes. But overall, he's a rookie. He's going to miss kicks like that. If you go back to all the great kickers, their rookie years, they were missing kicks too. You know, it's bound to happen. Kickers get better with experience. I think that he'll be okay. I think he'll be with us for a long time, and he'll remind us of Robbie Gold. He'll start getting clutch. He'll start, you know, hitting those field goals that he was missing before. Um, as far as his Super Bowl performance, I don't really blame the blocked kick on him. I think that was more the interior line. Um, they got in immediately. Was it a low kick? Yeah, I guess you could say that, but again... I'm looking at the interior line just completely, you know, not doing its job there. Um, he hit two great long field goals. 
in the Super Bowl. You know, he came in clutch for us. You know, I was a little nervous when he was kicking those field goals, so don't get me wrong. But overall, I have faith in him going forward. I think he's going to be, you know, our kicker moving forward for quite a while. Um, I think next year we're probably going to be a little nervous still, but I think overall we should have a lot more faith in him next year than we did this year. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of today's episode. I appreciate if you are still here listening. And if you're not, that's okay. I still appreciate you, even if you only tuned in for the first 30 seconds. Or even if you exited through my intro, that's okay too. I appreciate all the listeners, all the support. I'm going to try to upload weekly episodes. Um, Today was strictly about the 49ers just because it was fresh in our minds with the Super Bowl loss. And man, I still can't stand saying the Super Bowl loss. But it's okay. I got faith that we'll get back there eventually and we'll end up winning it. Hopefully next year, but we'll see. Uh, Future episodes, I'm going to be trying to post every week, like I said. Um, I'll be talking a lot more Giants and Warriors. I would also love some feedback. Um, I could be reached at Bay Sports Talk with Rob at Outlook.com. Also on Facebook, you can find me under Bay Sports Talk with Rob. Um, feel free to message me, email me, uh, any questions, comments about anything I've talked about, or anything that you want to bring up. Is there something that I missed? something I got wrong or just something you'd like me to talk about regarding it Um, I would love fan interaction and comments Um, if you message me I will gladly read it on air during my next podcast about whatever team it is Um, if it's the 49ers Warriors Giants A's you know any of the Bay teams you email me a question or something I'll read it on the air give you my opinion Um, Eventually, I'm going to start getting guests on here. I'm still new to this. I'm in the beginning, still working out the kinks. Um, Again, if you're still here listening, I appreciate you. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for the support. And go ahead and give me a like, follow, subscribe. Again, I could be reached at Bay Sports Talk with Rob at Outlook.com or Facebook under Bay Sports Talk with Rob. And just like that. I'm gone.